Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from downtown San Francisco, this is 95.7 The Game. What is going on, everyone? Heavy Giddings with you. Dan Devone here on a Sunday morning, taking you four hours up until 2 o'clock. Are 49ers fans really picking sides at the quarterback position? Do the Giants actually want the smoke when it comes to picking up big-name free agents in the offseason? And who's the GOAT? Who's who's the GOAT? We're going to talk about this over the next four hours. But before we get into the nitty-gritty, Dan Devone, how we doing, man? I'm doing really well. This is a beautiful Sunday. Just a gorgeous... You know, I went for my swim. I'm... I'm so blissed right now. I'm in that special sense of euphoria. And then to sit down and then just look at, can you feel it? College football last night. You can sense the barbarians at the gate with the NFL. I can smell it. It's right around the corner. You know, I feel like we're just beginning to, you know, when the cleats are walking down the tunnel, that's where we're at. I can see the field. It's close, Ev. It's close, man. Ready to go, baby. Seven days. Seven more days. 49er fans got to wait until they take the field at Soldier Field up in Chicago. We do know who the starting quarterback is going to be. It's going to be Trey Lance. But before we get to him, I want to start today. For now. For, for now. We're going to get into that. And uh, we're going to be we're going to be taking your calls. And, of course, we appreciate all, all texts on the Comcast Business text line, 888-957-9570. And uh, appreciate Craig Valentino being here in studio with us. Perhaps the biggest college football fan, by the way, in this station. I'm sure he was in love with... The smackdown that Georgia put on the Ducks last night. He's down in it. He's from Atlanta. He's got the SEC on lock. SEC just means more. It just means more. Well, it looked like an intramural match between Georgia and Oregon last night. And it's looked like pretty much the, the Giants have been somewhat of a JV baseball team throughout this season as they wrap up their series today with the Philadelphia Phillies. That's a 105 first pitch. Five games under 500 for the Giants against. The Philadelphia Phillies, who are you know got seventy three wins, are on their way potentially to the playoffs. All this and good, but we're not here to talk about the playoffs, Dan. We're here to talk about the future. We're here to talk about the off season. This is where I want to start with the San Francisco Giants because they're in a position where I think a lot of people are expecting them to go out and throw dollars, hopefully millions of dollars, at a particular individual. And one in particular that is currently the biggest story in baseball, his name is Aaron Judge, because he's got 52 home runs, 
He potentially is on his way to breaking the American League home run record. And a lot of fans want him to be in a Giants jersey next season. So we'll start with the simple question. Could it happen? Bring him home. Bring him home. He's from the Bay Area. Grew up a San Francisco Giant fan. It makes sense. I'd like to see him come back. It certainly can happen. Farhan will go after him. That, I'm certain. Will he be able to, to pry him away from New York? Well, a lot has to happen between now and then. Listen, if the Yankees make a deep run, if they go back to the World Series and they win the World Series, you ain't taking Paul Bunyan out of New York. I mean, you're just not doing it. They'll burn down the Bronx first. You're not taking their bet. That does not happen historically. Now, if it's a personal decision, he says, screw you, New York, and Brian Cashman, I'm coming to San Francisco, that's a different story. But they need to go get that man. And there is no reason, absolutely none, why he wouldn't be a fit here in San Francisco. I'm curious to why you think potentially it could not work. I'm curious if the Giants actually want the smoke that comes with a guy named Aaron Judge. And the reason being, if Aaron Judge, right now he's at 52 home runs, he needs 10 home runs in his last 29 games to break the American League record to get above 61, Roger Maris's record set in 1961. If he does that, and everything falls into place like you say, I understand the Yankees go and win the World Series, in all likelihood he's not coming anywhere outside of, of New York City. He's not leaving the Bronx. But... If he shows up a little bit light in the postseason, maybe hits 2-for-20 in a series, Yankees fans in the offseason start to wonder, can Aaron Judge actually be that guy? And maybe the the ire of the East Coast kind of weighs on him a bit, and you figure, maybe I, I do want to come to the West Coast. I want to come home. I want to come play for the San Francisco Giants, a team that I watched growing up, a team that I watched Barry Bonds break the all-time home run record single season and career with. But do the Giants want what comes with that? The expectations. And the expectation of a guy coming off of potentially a record-setting season, entering San Francisco, and essentially sparking the flame of what people had in mind at the beginning of this year, which is playoff or bust. Because I think, and we might be on the same page, we might not be, but 107 wins certainly skewed the scale of expectation for Giants fans entering this season, probably more so than it should have. In a way, I think Aaron Judge resets that if he signs in San Francisco this offseason. Yeah, a lot to unpack there. First of all, when it comes to Aaron Judge, there are some warts on the guy and there's some levels of concern, which we can dive into. But if you're the Giants, in terms of expectations and home runs, I don't really give a crap. Just be a guy who can give me big numbers, right? Who can be an everyday player, because that's where they're at. As far as I'm concerned, the transition from getting out of one through nine where we're platooning and trying to find the magic each and every day, depending on the matchup. Oh, my head's going to explode. Enough of that crap. Just fill out a lineup like that of the Dodgers. Just fill out a lineup like that of the Yankees, like any other contender, where you know, essentially, who's playing every day. And it starts with Aaron Judge, a corner outfielder. He can hit 40 home runs next year. I don't really care. Just be a guy who's going to give me some bombs, big RBIs, play some good right field. By the way, we got the money. They got $100 million coming off the books. They only have like $65 million that are targeted to players next year. That's if Rodon doesn't come back, and Rodon didn't come back. Go get him. 
even if he's a bust. I hate to entertain that. Even if it doesn't work, you'll still be all right. But you got to take the risk. Here are the warts, though, Ev. 30 years of age, you get on the wrong side of 30. You know the last big slugger at age 30 that signed a free agent deal? As far as I can recall, Albert Pujols. Mm -hmm. That thing went south. Yes, it did. And when you're big and you're 30 and you're signed to that contract, uh, there's areas of trepidation that I have when I think about an Aaron Judge and an Albert Pujols. That's totally understandable. And the opposite side of 30, not many guys are able to have a Hall of Fame-like career on the opposite side of 30. Barry Bonds was someone who did it, and someone who watched him growing up as a kid is the name of Aaron Judge. And this is why we're discussing this, because... Let's say well, if they're both doing juice, then yeah, he can do it at post thirty. I feel like Aaron Judge was born on the juice. I mean, th- this guy is six foot seven, probably two hundred and you know sixty pounds of pure muscle. Can run like a deer. Can has a howitzer for a right arm. Can hit a ball six thousand feet. But this is why I bring it up. And and I'm not saying you know he's he's going to recreate a season such as he is now. But let's say that Aaron Judge was on the San Francisco Giants this year, was having this kind of season for the Giants. If you added his numbers to the Giants' team totals, right now in home runs, they're 13th in the league. They would be third. If you added the amount of runs that Aaron Judge has created for the Yankees this year to the San Francisco Giants, right now the Giants are 12th. They would be second in all of Major League Baseball. You look at OPS, they would go from 15th to 4th. That's the kind of singular impact Mm. that this guy has And I'm not saying that he's going to have a year like this each and every year. Odds would say he'll never have a year like this again. But if you have a chance, even if it takes $300-plus million, if there's a chance that you can have three or four of those years out of 10, out of 11, whatever type of albatross contract you are going to have to give this man, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it to try and bring him into a, a situation in which it is in dire need of life to inject some sort of spark into not only the offense, but into potentially the defense, into potentially the base running, into an organization that does not have a direction right now. If you are able to acquire him, and even if you swing, you miss on the majority of the seasons, because it's probably going to take an 8- to 10-year deal to get him to come over to San Francisco, a place where he would probably retire, I think that's money well spent, even if you don't get the Roger Maris-esque season that Aaron Judge is having right now. Forget about Roger Maris. Forget about the records. And you'll probably have eat probably, I don't know, maybe two, three years of that contract. I know that sounds terrible, depending on the length. Yeah. But if he could be good for you for two or three or four years and you can squeeze something out. They, it's Look, at Aaron Judge isn't even worth debating. Or con, we shouldn't even have to think twice as to whether or not they should make a play for him. Yes, it's up to him. It's up to the Yankees as to whether or not it'll get done. There'll be other suitors, no doubt. The question then becomes, okay, we got Aaron Judge locked up. Now what do we do in center field? How about, I like this kid Brandon Nimmo. My point being is it doesn't stop at Aaron Judge. Then you got to make a play for Arenado. Then you got to make a play for Trey Turner. You have got to go around your infield and your outfield, bring in, I'm saying at least four, four free agents, so that when you look at your lineup, it's going to be seven through nine that maybe we're doing the platoon thing. That I can deal with. If there's two guys we're platooning, maybe in right field or another position, that's fine. I can't handle one through nine. It doesn't stop at Aaron Judge. 
you have got to now go get at least three or four more free agents. Maybe not top tier, but certainly stars. Because you're right. This team is missing, quote-unquote, that guy that I'll pay money for and I'll spend 75 scahoots for a beer, 500 to park my rig just to go watch a baseball game if I can go watch Ichiro, if I can go watch Ken Griffey Jr., if I can go watch Barry Bonds. You got any stars, Giants? No, you don't. Bring Aaron Judge. I'll pay and go watch him. But it doesn't end at Aaron Judge. I need like three more of those guys, and you got the money to do it. You do have the money to do it. The question is, are you willing to spend? And what does that mean? And this is what I want to ask the people. 888-957-9570. Evan Giddings, Dan Devone with you here on Sunday morning. We're taking you up until 2 o'clock. Aaron, do the Giants actually want the expectation that comes with not only potentially getting a guy like Aaron Judge, but paying someone... Could be, it could be Shohei Otani. could be Trey Turner. could be Nolan Arenado. Heck, it could be bringing Rodon back next year, although we don't think that's going to happen. Do they actually want... Because then you bring the spotlight back on you. You bring the expectation of playoffs or bust, potentially World Series or bust for some fans, although I think that's unfair. From the 925, will the Giants' payroll be under $100 million next season? Well, it better not be. It better not, because otherwise people are going to want heads to roll and to just sit in kind of the, the, the baseball purgatory that they are now. I think people need a direction. And so I, I want to know if people think that the Giants actually want to be big players this free agent, this upcoming free agency, because that signals that you are going in one or other the direction that you're going in, you're going to be aggressive. You're going to go out and try and collect a free agent. You're going to try and win now. Farhan Zaidi, I think, has set himself up to try and win for the long haul. And while they're in this kind of you know, rebuild middle state, we don't know where they're at. They want to be competitive now while building for the future. Do big name free agents actually play into that? I, I'm curious. Well, what's the future of? The, f- the future is waiting f- until 2024, 2025 for the, the Lucianos, the Harrisons, all these guys. to get. I mean, the, the, right now, that's their future. I think Harrison could be part of the staff next year if you lose Rodon. I don't, Luciano is, uh, he was out this past year. Matos was garbage. Heliot Ramos hit like 215. All these kids were good about two years ago. This future that Farhan has been talking about was relevant two years ago. Yeah. Uh, if that's... If that's the game plan, Farhan, my man, your minor league system is not all that. The future is go get stars now. This is plug and play now. You can't bank on a bunch of middling minor leaguers that are underwhelming right now. If that's if that's you know if that's the template going forward, you need to rethink it. There is no future in terms of the listen, San Francisco. Here's a flash for you. Your minor league system is mediocre at best. This idea that the kids are coming, give it a year, give it two years, here they come, here comes the cavalry. Nobody's on the way. This is it. You have no future. Your future is going and getting stars right now because you have the money to do it. That's the future. And that's what the future, I think, should be. But I pause because... That is not the general direction of a 
some people want to call it moneyball. Some want people calling sabermetric focused. Whatever analytical term you want to use that Farhan Zaidi has implemented since he joined the San Francisco Giants in that front office, that's not how it works. And this is why I I question the aggressiveness that they'll go after Aaron Judge. I think they'll go after him. But they'll be complacent, in my opinion, with coming in second or third and saying that they tried their hardest. And we'll hear a lot of what we heard at the trade deadline from Farhan Zaidi, which was, we didn't have the best offer. Or, you know, I'm just not that great of a salesman, which is something that he did mention and I was shocked to hear. I'm not that great of a salesman. I didn't have anything to pitch. And I don't think my peers in this league, being other front office members or agents or, you know, players... I don't think that I can sell them on a, on a dream. Because right now, that is what the Giants have in front of them. A dream of being competitive, a dream of getting back to, to relevancy. Because as you said, right now, they're just stuck. They're, they're stuck in the middle. And they're waiting on these guys that are, are mediocre right now at the minor league level. So with Aaron Judge, even if he signs this offseason, they lock him up 10 years, $300 million, book it. He's in San Francisco and he comes off of a historic season. Don't you think, in a way, the expectations will be reset for the Giants? And I think that that that's something that you know. I don't know. I don't know if Farhan wants. Like I don't know if he wants people to enter the next season with the same expectations they had this year. Because if he lets them down like he did this year, if the Giants let their fans down the way they did this season, they're not going to make the playoffs. Mathematically not eliminated, but they're not going to make the playoffs. Don't you think that hurts even more than this season? If that's the way he's thinking of, he's in the wrong industry. If as a general manager, he can't live with the level of pressure that I have built a winner, we're relevant like that of the Dodgers, and each and every year we're expected to win the division and or go to the playoffs. If he can't, if that's not part of the mindset and or the pressure every single year, if that's not what he's aspiring to be at some point, then he ought to do something else. If he just wants this, if, if he wants this template of, I just enjoy sneaking up on people. That's sort of where I live. Oh, we're supposed to win it? I don't know about that. It makes me feel uncomfortable. No. Be, to be one of the best, along with that, comes the expectations that you're going to win the division. Now, whether it happens or not, that depends on that depends on you. But a lot more has to... You know what happened to this team? Uh, the worst thing happened to this team in sort of a weird way and sort of the best thing is the 107 wins because we all loved it, right? Yeah. But it was also sort of this... What it did, it created this false sense of security. Like, the Giants actually... I do believe that Farhan and Kapler, following last year, they felt as though, you know what? We are smarter than everybody. We have found a way that we can compete with the Los Angeles Dodgers. You know, Cap, all this crap that people were giving us, it works. Let's do it our way. Because we can compete with the Dodgers. We can compete with the Yankees. We just proved it with 107 wins. That was an anomaly. What happened last year with fringe players and getting the, rinsing the most out of those guys, leading the league in pinch hit home runs, winning the one-run wins by more than anybody, winning two-run Two uh, run-win ball games by more than anybody, and it wasn't even close, happens once every 150 years. Yep. But it gave this false sense of security that we can do it our way. And it was this sense of entitlement. 
And you know what we're back to now, Farhan? Baseball hasn't changed that much. You need better players than the other team. You need stars. Well, maybe you can factor in some of your money ball and some platoonery, as I mentioned, in a few positions. For the most part, you need to fill up a lineup that is better on paper than the other team. So just get back to the way baseball was intended. And, now, and I think he knows it. And to your point that he doesn't have the history of going out and spending money or he likes to come back with his narrative, well, we tried, but he decided to go somewhere else, is not going to be applicable to this year because I think for the first time in his career, Boy Wonder over there, the nerd Boy Wonder now has the crosshairs. Bro, I'm not sure on you. You need to go out and get us a star, and I think he recognizes it, and he will do everything within his power to lock up Judge, to get my man Nemo, to make a play for Trey Turner, and anybody, Correa, anybody else out there that is a fit here in San Francisco. And he's going to be as aggressive as we have never seen him before. I hope so. Although the odds would point towards him being aggressive and falling short, which is why I then wonder, well, if they come back next season... And they're, you know, they're not going to win 107 games. Only 20 teams in the history of baseball, roughly, have won 107 or more games since the 1890s. If you look at next season, though, and Farhan doesn't go out, doesn't get his big stars, but retools, reworks the system, finds his, you know, the market inefficiencies, and is able to produce a 95-win team that make the that makes the playoffs. Does that does that solve everything then? I mean, does that does that actually? make you feel better or worse, or make you feel like, well, actually, maybe 107 wasn't a fluke. Maybe this year was the fluke. Because last year, you flipped the coin 50 times, it landed on heads 49 out of 50. This year, you're flipping the coin 50 times, it's landing on tails 49 out of 50. This year, I think, is, in Farhan's mind, the bottom of the barrel, where you have two opposite sides of the spectrum that you can end up with when you're when you're operating, when you're using these type of you know metrics to to put together a system, to put together a lineup, to put together a rotation, I feel like, and maybe to your point, him thinking not necessarily that he is the smartest man in the room, but he trusts his he trusts his spreadsheets, he trusts his degrees, he trusts everything that's gotten him to this point, and he can say, you know what, we're projected for 95 wins next year. Let's just run it back and see how this thing goes. And if they end up with 95 wins, doesn't that, in a way, you know, kind of reopen the, the, the leash that you're giving Farhan? Listen, anything's possible, right? I'm trying to be optimistic. But if you were to roll out Brandon Belt, Crawford, and hey, do we have my Jurassic Park music there, my man Craig? <laughs> if you are to roll out those dinosaurs again, Evan Longoria... And Brandon Belt, and then hand me a piece of paper and saying, well, look it, man, I'm going to platoon, and, and the numbers show that we can win 95 games, and you fall short of 95. Well, now, not only is the pressure on, but I think it's time for you to go. Mm. Because this year was proven that, let me ask you if, you, if Farhan was sitting right next to you, right? I would say, Ev, as well, but Farhan, you be quiet, nerd, because you don't have, this is, this is our world in here. So nerd, nerds be quiet 95-7 the game studio when I'm on, when I'm on board. Give me the core. What's the, what, every team has a core, right? Two, three, four guys. I mean, you give me the worst team in baseball. They got a core. What's the Giants' core? Aside from pitching, who's the Giants' core? Well, it's going to be Crawford, probably. Crawford, to me, is even a reach. Yeah, I, I, no, I'm, I'm with year? you. The, the guy's hurt. 
And, and he showed that maybe and he's got a history of getting hurt. Yeah. I'm talking about right. Okay, but all young core. Crawford. No, actually, a, a core. So probably be I, Wilmer I Flores, Tyro Strada. I shouldn't have cut you off. I'll take Crawford, but you get my point. That's a bit of a reach. Yeah, you're right. Tyro, somebody I think that you can is the only player that I would build back, bring back, and say, okay, that's a that's my second baseman. But he's is that a core? My point being is that you got nothing. Yeah. And if Farhan was to sit there and say, well, let me just, hold on, let me get out my little pocket computer and prove you otherwise. No, come on, man. Who's, just simply put, who's your core? Every, every GM should be able to rile off three or four names or five names or six or seven if you're the Dodgers. They should be, but in a way, I feel like, and, and maybe this isn't what fans want to hear, but if you set yourself up for a season in which, okay, you know, we, we we went out, we tried to get Judge, we tried to get all your guys that you're talking, we tried to get Nimmo, couldn't get him, he wants to stay in New York, so does Judge, we couldn't get him. Then, at the beginning of next season, people are going to be disappointed, people are going to be unhappy, but about midway through July, maybe they're not paying attention to the Giants, they're waiting for the new, you know, the new core to come in, the upcoming core for the Giants, and Farhan's basically saying, you're just going to have to wait this one out. So, it's from what it sounds like, Dan, and if you, if you agree with Devone, if you agree with me, 888-957-9570. I want to hear from you. It seems like the Giants are in a no-win scenario. Because well, no, they can win. If they go out and get a big guy. Sure. If they go out and get Judge, that's an automatic win. Sure. But it doesn't, again, it doesn't stop a Judge. Because you got too much. You have enough money where you can miss on Judge. But don't miss on Arenado. Or don't miss on Trey Turner. Or don't miss on Correa. Or don't miss on Ben Attendi or, or any of these other guys that are potential free agents. It, there's a potential to win. Here's the reason why the Giants are not that far away. Because they have starting pitching. Now, typically when you're thinking about blowing up a team and hitting reset, you start at the pitching. The Giants, I would argue their starting pitching is as good as anybody, if not the best in Major League Baseball. Getting back to our fielding independent pitching. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're they're top three in the rotation right now. I mean, Rodon's not going to come back, but you would assume they'll be able to go out and find another Rodon, another Gosman. They've proven they can do that. Well, before you go on, I, I listen. I defer to Farhan, and Farhan I trust, but I cannot just. And the reason I cut you off is because we gloss over this. Where well, you're going to lose Rodon, you're going to lose Baumgartner, Farhan. I'm sorry. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. But that was... When you when you missed on Rodon, and that's what he did, you don't get a pass. We can't just sit here, well, Rodon seems as though he's going to option out. Well, we all knew that. And don't tell me at the trade deadline you couldn't foresee that this was a cruddy team that sucks. And for him not to get anything for Rodon who goes out the door, that's all on Farhan. Farhan, you screwed up. Much like that, we can go after Kyle Shanahan when he drops... Solomon Thomas and Reuben Foster and passes on Patrick Mahomes. We need to go off the Farhan for something that we could. I was screaming at the highest heaven saying, do not let that guy at the trade deadline. Do not let him walk out the door and get nothing for him because that's what's going to happen. We could all see it. And it's four months away. And that's exactly what's going to take place. Farhan does not get a pass. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, I, I think that's well said. Dan Devone coming down Farhan's road. If you want to. Phone lines are open, 888-957-9570. That's also the number for the Comcast business text line. This is also the guy who just said in Farhan we trust and then proceeds to blow him up in the next 15 <laughs> seconds. When we return, we're going to continue this conversation about the Giants if they actually want the expectation of winning because that's what was set at the beginning of the 2022 season. That is the expectation they have not lived up to, and that is what is going to take them into a very important offseason, whether it be for Aaron Judge, Shohei Otani, Nolan Arenado, some big boy has got to get to the bay, and we're going to break down why on the other side. Dan Devone, Evan Giddings, here with you on a Sunday morning, back after this on 95.7 The Game. Now back to 95.7 The Game. What the hell are the Giants doing? This is the question we're trying to get to the bottom of from now till 2 o'clock. Evan Giddings, Dan Devone with you here on 95.7 The Game. We got into Aaron Judge, the home run record. He's probably about to break in the American League. The likeliness of whether or not he'll be a San Francisco Giant next offseason, it's going to take 300 mil. It's going to take 10 years. But what does that mean for the direction of the Giants? Because right now, Dan, we don't know the direction. If you, if you had to guess, what direction are the Giants going in as they're looking ahead to 2023? I think they're going to go get free agents. By the way, the text line called me a dumbass. That's not very nice. Oh, come on. We, we, we don't do that here. It's a Sunday morning. I wake up, and it's just a beautiful day. Go for my swim, and somebody's just calling me the, the DA here. That's just, that's just not kind. That's not good. From the Comcast business text line, clean it up. 888 957 9570. Jamar, stop texting the show. <laughs> <Jamar>. <laughs> well, it says John Lynch drafted Solomon Thomas. I said Kyle Shanahan. Yes, Kyle Shanahan is, I'm sorry, he's pulling those punches, my man. If it's, okay, maybe it's collaborative, but rest assured that Kyle Shanahan has got more say in that room, in the draft room, than probably any other coach in the NFL. Aside from maybe Bill Belichick. But go ahead. I digress. No, oh, the J- future team? Well, no, John Lynch is, is Gabe Kapler, right? He's the face and the voice for the team. Kyle Shanahan is actually for anxiety. He, he's go. the one who decides what goes down. <sighs> I, I, the future of this team, as it relates to the San Francisco Giants... Was Farhan doing it his way? And I know you see you're on board with sort of the Farhan, if I'm to understand you correctly, and doing it his way, using the math and using the platooning and, and trusting his system, and don't let one bad year have you deviate and suddenly get off 
and and to do something that's sort of foreign to your to your concept and or your belief as far as building a winner. I, I would say that he had a candid interview on Tim Kawakami's podcast where he essentially, to me, if I was to read between the lines, it was as close to a mea culpa that you're ever going to hear from the man where he said, yeah, you know what, maybe I did it wrong. We don't really have any stars. We need to go get those guys. We need not only that from a marketing standpoint, but I think also from a winning standpoint, that we need to go get at least a few stars. The idea that you're going to fill out a lineup card every single day dependent on who's starting a game. And as we all know, a start only lasts five, four, five innings. And then depending on who comes in, that I'm mixing and matching throughout the entire day as opposed to just saying, this is my lineup one through nine, regardless of who's pitching, that they need more of that. And in order to do that, you got to go get it via free agency. I think that's the future. Well, from the 6-5-0, if the Giants had cojones, if they had... Huevos. If they had marbles, they would. Onions. Ma- if they had onions, they would make an entire regime change right now. The slate is clean for the new guy. He doesn't trust Farhan, and it's so interesting to me. After a year in which they produce 107 wins, and everyone's crowning this guy as, as the genius of baseball, now we don't trust him. And and this is why, to your point, talking about where I fall on the the whole, you know, Farhan regime. I do think it can work. And the reason being, I laid it out a little bit in the first segment, but 107 is the absolute peak. It is the apex of what the Farham system can produce, and I believe that this year is the abyss. You're down in the underworld. So Farhan has gone from Zeus to Hades in a single year. He is now the lord of the underworld because his team <laughs> cannot win. And I feel like moving ahead, the goal is... It's not to win 110 each year, although that's probably what's, what it's going to take to beat the Dodgers and win the division. But it's to make the playoffs. I mean, that's really the goal here, because in baseball, unlike either of the other two or three major American sports, depending on how you slice it, baseball, the best team generally does not always win. The hottest team wins in baseball. So you got to get yourself into October with 90 to 95 wins. And to me, that's exactly where they're set up to be in the next two or three years. Because you got 107, you'll probably finish this year with 70-ish, 80-ish wins. It's going to be the largest drop-off of a 100-plus win team in recent memory. But the middle ground of that is 95 wins. And I think that's what Farhan is aiming to do each and every year. He just hasn't done it yet. And that's where a lot of people are are hesitant because why should I believe in the spreadsheet? Why should I believe in the calculator? Well, 107 gave you the best of all of that. This year's the worst of all of it. I think the odds say that next year is somewhere in the middle, which is where Farhan wants to be. That's fine. And I agree with you. Everything you just said, spot on. Facts. But how do you go about winning the 95 consistently? I guess is my question to you. I think it's going to be more with the J.D. Davises than the Aaron Judges. Like, so, so, you want, so we're you want, having two separate conversations. That Yes, you don't need to be 107, and you certainly don't want to be a sub-500 team. You want to be around 95. But if I'm to understand you correctly... You're not willing to leverage and or get involved with these sort of this this albatross, the Melansons, the Smarja, the Barry Zito contracts, right? Is that am I understanding that correctly? You don't want to take the risk 
as far you want the 95 wins, but you want to do it the Farhan way, which is void of stars, because you don't want to mortgage the future and potentially get tied into things financially long term. Well, we got to figure out what the future is of the minor league system. That's that's for one. But I do. This is where I think next season goes. If air, if all goes well, if you get Aaron Judge, if you get Trey Turner, if you get one of the big boys, maybe multiple. We hope next season you set your you reset the expectation to. Well, we got to be one hundred and seven again because you just you won one hundred and seven games two years ago with Brandon Crawford, Brandon Belt. Not you know Gosman, Disclafon, all these guys that have underperformed this year. You won 107 wins with those guys, and now you just went out and got Aaron Judge, who's coming off of one of the greatest seasons in the history of Major League Baseball. That for a lot of fans is going to say, now we need to win. And I feel like as much as people will be disappointed, unsatisfied with the off season if they don't go out and claim a big name. I think they're almost in a in a weird way set up better for the future because the expect the bar has been lowered and it's been lowered by this season it's been lowered by, by what Farhan potentially does in the offseason whereas if you spend the cash and you hit on a big name then all of a sudden you may bring fans back in you may get an extra 5000 at the gate but not if you're not winning and I just feel like they're going to have to not only win, but win at a 2021 level just for people to be satisfied. I, I, I guess I don't understand that. Yeah, 107 wins. For those of you out there that think that that is sort of the ingredient going forward, well, then I think that's sort of a, I don't know if that's a fair representation, at least I would hope, of the unwashed masses that are the Giants fans. To your point... If it's Aaron Judge and you're getting into the playoffs, that's all Giant fans want. I don't think that they're going to feel as though, oh, wow, we're in the playoffs, but we didn't win 107 games. No, just just be relevant. Just be, just get us to the postseason. Yeah, 107 wins was great, but that's going to be a standalone season historically for the San Francisco Giants. I think that's, that's in the rearview mirror. The 95 wins, whatever it takes to get to the playoffs, that's all Giant fans care about. Whether it's Aaron Judge, whether it's the kids, just put us back into that conversation, to your point, where if we're in the postseason, now we've got a shot. Now we could get hot. Maybe we, you know, maybe we play our best baseball here in the late fall. So I don't know that necessarily if you get Aaron Judge, suddenly the expectations are you got to win 107 wins. No. You get Aaron Judge, you get some of these free agents, let's get back to the playoffs. How about that? But but people weren't happy with 107 wins this year, Dan. I mean, so, like, people people are trying, you know, we called it an anomaly, a fluke earlier. I think that's fair for now. But if you go out and then make the playoffs, does that change the way you look at the 2021 season, or that's completely its own entity? That's completely its own entity. 2021 is... is is over with. I think Giant fans, if they can get back to the playoffs consistently, to your point, what Farhan wants to build, it doesn't really matter how you do it, but just do it. And I guess my point being is, if we're to look at it right now, well, what's the best way to exercise or execute that 95 win, get into the playoffs each and every year? What's the best, what's the best ingredient going forward? What's the best way to make that a reality? Is it to rely on these, these kids who seem to be underwhelming? That doesn't seem to be a good plan because they're still... I mean, you're talking about kids, essentially, the, Lu, the Lucianos of the world. They're in, 
he's an A-ball, right? Yeah, he's in Eugene, Oregon. You're talking about four or five years. Nobody has that sort of a window. So I'm just thinking about this from a logistical, pragmatic, okay, we want to win 95 and get back to the playoffs. What's the best way to do it? Well, you got $100 million you got to spend. you got free agents that are out there. What's wrong with marrying those two? What's wrong with somebody saying, okay, well, in order for us to win next year and get back to 95 wins, let's go get some free agents. For the 925 and the Comcast Business text line, fans are fickle for the most part morons. I don't know if I'd go that far, but fire someone after one bad year, question mark. No, we're not, we don't want to fire Farhan after one bad year, but it sounds like if, to Dan's point, if you don't go out and you get a free, if you don't get a free agent this offseason and you lose, then you're on the hot seat. Absolutely. How can he not? <laughs> How can he not? I'm trying to think as the biggest Farhan supporter, if I've got a hundred million scahoots, only $65 million committed to players next year, and you don't go get a free agent to improve a team that's void of stars, void of talent, and you roll it out next year with the same guys, and you don't make the playoffs, what's the definition of a GM that's not any good? It's got to be that. That's fair. No, I mean, the, the point is you got to win. I mean, it, and I feel like a lot of people are at this point, and if you feel like this, 888-957-9570, please call in. We don't care how you get it done. Now, we'd love someone to go and watch each and every day. I would love to watch Aaron Judge put Oppo Tacos into the bay, but I don't really care because in 2021, it's its own thing. It will likely never happen again. But they won. That's the difference between this year and this, and that is what is going to be expected next year, the year after. And I think that Farhan, minor league system be damned, is attempting to set up a system in which, look, we might win the division one every, you know, once a decade. We might beat, we might beat the Dodgers head-to-head twice every 10 years in the division. But I want to make sure that we're consistently, you know, at least where the Padres are, if not above, because you got two teams in the division now you're battling for. There's an extra wild card spot. There's a chance for you to get. I mean, if the Giants played with any guts this year in the last, you know, in August and then through September, two weeks ago they were four and a half back of the wild card spot. They had a chance to use a pretty easy part of their schedule to get back into the season, and they didn't do that. They fell short. They're done. Put a fork in them. Looking ahead now. How do you want the Giants to go about, I don't want to call it a rebuild, it's more of a retooling. How do you want them to retool for next season? Because if they end up 500 again, I almost feel like fans would would rather have them lose 100 games than go 81 and 81 again. Sure. That's that's where I feel like fans are at. They, They don't care. How it gets done, free agency, you know, market inefficient, whatever you gotta do, just win. Where are you on that? I'm sort of confused. What what do you think the team if you're far hot, what do you think the team needs to do this offseason in order to improve? I think they need a better bullpen. Yeah. Agreed. That is that is number one. And I think that's honestly the easiest part to improve because you can find guys year to year that and this is where I think Farhan can win without having to go into his checkbook, Agreed. which is good at that, pretty too. much the goal. Finding guys that you can, you know, he needs to go out and get a good lefty. He needs to go the out Jake and, and find someone world, yeah. to find who can replace Tyler Rogers. He, I think, I think Doval will be a good closer. He's got so that part is, is set. Bullpen number one, number two. 
get someone that can play some damn defense. I mean, please. And then you cannot be giving up extra outs when your team is devoid of big bats and is going to be in a lot of close game scenarios, which they were in 2021, which they won, and they are in in 2022, which they've lost. So you need defense, you need back end of the bullpen pitching, and you'll probably need someone to replace Rodon, but who knows? I mean, Disquifani could have a 2021-like year next season, even though he's been porous here in 2022. So I think the rotation will be fine. To me, it comes down to bullpen, defense, and finding ways to get power into this lineup, specifically from the right-hand side. That's what they need. So I don't hear you saying going out and getting active in the free agent market. Well, big-name power bat from the right-hand side, that that fits Aaron Judge. (laughs) By the way, he just went out again today. 53 now for the big guy. God, that's unbelievable. Okay, so he needs nine more to break the American League record. He's got 28 games to do it. I mean... When you, when you see the replay, it should be 54. It was that far. That's how far he hit it. In Yankee Stadium? No, it's in... Uh, I think in they're, Anaheim. Yeah, no, they're playing the race, so oh, wherever the Tropicana. Tropicana. Tropicana yeah. there. It hit like the top of their dome. It was gone. Right off the catwalk? Yeah. Well, well let me ask you this. Are they winning right now? Yeah, one nothing. He started off the... Okay, because they're in verge of getting swept, you know, by the way. <laughs> you want to talk about a team that's leaking oil. Right. They were up 15 and a half. Now they're up four. That's right. No, four. They, the Houston Astros have absolutely separated themselves as the best team in the AL. No doubt. And uh, and this this is actually... Well, so this was a scenario that, that I, I kind of brought up, and it was a few weeks ago. But again, if, if Judge does not perform in the postseason, how will... I, I think there's a possibility that... He may want to leave New York because of the backlash that he'll get. People on the East Coast are rabid sports fans. And when the Yankees specifically have a chance to win it all, which I think a lot of people expect them to contend for this year, if he falls short, coming off of one of the better seasons in the history of baseball, he, he may want to change his scenery. He may want to come to San Francisco. That's the angle that I think that Farhan and the Giants need to pitch is, hey, look, no matter what you do, you will be beloved for making the decision to come out here. Even if you know, he has a couple injury-ridden season, isn't hitting 60 jacks a year. He's not from the Bay. He's from Fresno, but he grew up as a Giants fan. There is that type of fandom instilled in him, and I think the fans relating to that would welcome him with open arms down the line. That, to me, is the number one pitch. How would you pitch for Aaron Judge to come to San Francisco? Yeah, just... I don't think you can pitch him at this point. When you're Aaron Judge and you're any of these free agents, they're going to make the call. He's going to, he probably knows where it is that he's going next year. And he's the one that is going to make the decision because it's a personal relationship he has with the San Francisco Giants and growing up a Barry Bonds fan. Of course, he's a former Bulldog. Shout out Fresno State. But I think it's going to be, he's going to make that decision essentially. The difficult thing for New York is that if you win out there in New York, and if you're to look at this, if things do not go south for that team, they somehow find themselves and get that magic back in the postseason, it's difficult to pry anybody away from New York if they won a World Series. Because Brian Cashman will, will, listen, New Yorkers will, (laughs) if this is WFAN and Judge walked out the door, we'd be taking calls from here to Schenectady (laughs) for the next six weeks. So... That's that to me becomes much more challenging. I don't think it's yeah. You could sell them on coming back out here and you know being reunited with your boyhood team and and all of that sort of fanfare. But I think Aaron Judge, these things are they're personal 
And that's the one thing that can get him out of New York, the number one market where you're the guy. The only reason you would leave is because, from a personal standpoint, you want to go home or you want to live, and it's a quality of life thing. I also wonder what there is to pitch right now on the Giants. I mean, is it is it Gabe Kapler? I don't, I don't think so. Is it joining... You know, a, a young up and coming team. No, because that's not happening right now. The Giants are full of veterans that are on their way out. Is it is it pitching the core of Tyro Estrada and you know Jock Peterson potentially no, coming back next season? I, I think to your well, to my point is that it does. That's why it can't be isolated to Aaron Judge. What you tell him is, listen, we got one of the best rotations in baseball. Facts, right? Just look at the numbers. All right, we're going to be good pitching. We're going to bring along with you. We're making a strong play for Arenado. Trey Turner is going to be our shortstop. You know, Brandon Nimmo out there in New York with the Mets, he's going to play alongside you. We're not stopping at you, all right? We're going and we're getting other players. You know what San Francisco's like when we build a winner. That's what we're doing here. So it's going to be you, and we're not just stopping at you, but we're going to go out and get some other big fish in the market. And they're going to join you, and we're going to blow this thing up in San Francisco. And you know what it's like, because you were a kid when we won those World Series. That's what's going to happen, youngster. We're not just going to stop with you. It's not going to just be you saving the day. You're going to be the leader. You'll be the focal point. But Trey Turner's going to be alongside, and I guarantee you Arenado's going to be on board as well. Well, so it doesn't stop with Judge, but no. does it start with him? So that, that, that's where I go first. If I'm Judge, I'm saying, okay, prove to me. All right, it doesn't stop with me. Go get Nimmo first. Go go sign him first, and then I'll think about it. It's not. Then you do it, and so you you overpay Nimmo anyway. You overpay for <laughs> you overpay for Brent. Oh, he's a former teammate of JD Davis. I mean, a simple pitch to him and just bring him on over. I I think that if I'm Judge, I mean it, it's got to be in an emotional tug at that string of you you could be you could be our bonds. You could, but without of course all the rest. With all the the off the field, with all the media, right now Aaron Judge is on the verge of breaking the American League home run record, and I feel like there's not even any pressure on him to do so. Yeah, I mean, when Barry Bonds broke the home run record, I felt like the guy was carrying an anvil up to the batter's box. I mean, so Aaron Judge right now is is playing in kind of this, I think, a win win situation where he's going to be, he's obviously going to get a ton of money from whoever wants him, and he has the chance in San Francisco to follow that historic season in now a place that is just going to be, I mean, throwing rose petals at his feet, rolling out the red carpet, everything you need, but it's got, to me, it has to start with someone else. It has to start with a free agent early in the offseason, and Judge also and his agent might just be waiting for for the market to kind of get set. That's what happens every every single year. The big boys typically don't go first. So the Giants got to get a Nimmo. They got to go out and get an arm, maybe a bullpen guy. They got to go out and get someone that is sellable, and that's the only way I'm doing this if I'm Aaron Judge. That's fine. You can do it. You can, you can be sort of, you know, do it the other way around. Uh invert this and say, okay, listen, why don't we set the table, get the foundation, and then go to Aaron Judge? And in worst case scenario, Aaron Judge says, thanks, but no thanks. Well, we still got these other players who we needed anyways. So you can do that. That's fine. But you definitely got to make a play for him. And I'm a little, listen, there's a level of risk, and this is why Farhan is sensing there's a, there's a sense of urgency on his part because he's going to do these sort of things that I think are atypical for him. 
I do think he's going to take a roller on somebody like that of an Aaron Judge. And it's going to be a contract that's going to be upwards to five, potentially seven years. They, they don't mind spending the money. They've proven that with Rodon, right? They'll spend the money. Well, Jock Peterson only came in at $9 million, But they'll spend money on Rodon, but they don't want to spend it for five or six years for a pitcher, which I think is smart. And they sort of live by that credo. I think when it comes to Aaron Judge or one of these free agents, you're going to see them do something atypical, which is eat a big contract. Why? Because they recognize that their backs are against the proverbial wall. Well, Dan Devone is on one side. I, Evan Giddings, am on the other. Coming up next, we're going to talk about which side it seems like a lot of 49ers fans have to pick, or at least are being framed to pick when it comes to the quarterback position. Are you Team Trey? Are you Team Jimmy? I don't know how many fans are just Team 49ers. We're going to find out. If you want to chime in, 888-957-9570. That's also the number for the Comcast Business text line. We'll be back after this. It's Dan Devone and Evan Giddings with you here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 